Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I remembered something today. Go on. I was mad for a smoke in work. I was just really stressed and I was dying for my smoke break. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I remembered back to a bloke that I was seeing and he was a non-smoker and he obviously wasn't too impressed with the fact that I was a smoker. And he, he called me Smokeahontas. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Hello, and you are very welcome along to the Unpopular Opinion Podcast. My name is Jen. And I'm Carla. And... How are you? It's February. You should have introduced yourself as Smokeahontas. I'm I'm Smokeahontas Hatton. <laughs> oh, oh lads. I, I wish I had cute pet nicknames, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so Pretty what's well. the story, Carla? What's the crack? How are you? Ah, uh, here, listen, like, we're, we're barely hanging on, you know? But yeah. I tell you what is making me happy. And that is all of our new patrons. So it's the start of the month and the start of the month is the best time to sign up to our Patreon. So if you don't know what our Patreon is, it is where myself and Jen do additional episodes. We do five bonus episodes a month. You get one a week every Monday for your listening pleasure. Um, And then an additional episode where we have guest stars. Last month we had the amazing Alf Warren um, who had me and Jen in stitches. So we did. We introduced him as Joe Pesci. Pesci. It was very, uh, it was very funky. It was very funky, wasn't it? It was very <laughs> funky. Had people gone for a while. Um, and that is at the cost of six euro a month. So for six euro a month, if you're flirting with the idea of uh, something new in this lockdown, some entertainment to cheer you up, I suppose, then pop on over to our Patreon where we will have you all over the gaff. Please do. It's a lot of crack over there. It's a lot of crack. Mm -hmm. But on this episode, we're going to be doing a little We're Ready Now. Absolutely. We've picked three people each. Uh, Weird, wacky, wonderful people that you probably haven't thought of in a while. And if you have, disclaimer, if you're like big fans of them and you're like, fuck's sake, girls, like, how did you not know that? Sorry, just we haven't thought about these people in a while. So Exactly. Yeah. Do you want to start off? Who's your first person? Okay, so they're a, they're a group. <laughs> oh, I love it. They're a grouping. Um, there are two people, if you will, and they're a twin set, and that is Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. Okay, nearly had palpitations there. Okay, go on. Oh, God, I know who you did. I know already. You ruined it for me. <laughs> you ruined it. <laughs> no, no. What? Did you what, do Sister you Sister? Did you do no, 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 I didn't. I didn't. Okay. Oh, no. I'm excited. Mm. Me and Jen don't cross over any of this stuff, so we can be as excited. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm very, very excited. We don't uh, we don't compare notes before beforehand. So, which leads us to maybe we should for episodes like this. Prob- yeah, probably we should share. We we just discovered sharing iPhone notes to each other mm-hmm. last week, and it's a life. It's a game changer. Now we've got it in seven notes. Everything I'm like shopping list. Maybe Jen will like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sh- share it with Jen. I'm like cool ideas. Maybe Jen will like this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so Mary-Kate and Ashley I, I don't know what made me think of them I think I was looking up I was probably looking up um, mad shit from the 2000s and like I saw their um, was it New York Minute? Oh they, there was so much yeah. there was so much and I was like do you know what I actually haven't I know what they do but I don't know what they do and I've no idea how the fuck they got there kind of thing Yeah they're not acting anymore as such they're kind of fashionistas now aren't no. they? No so let's get started shall we? Let's, Let's get, get into it. Um, so they're 34 years of age right now. As of... Oh! Yeah, as of... Uh, they're born in 1986. 
uh, the most manic thing I think about them is that they started acting at nine months old. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. Right. So they started off in, um, a, it was like a really huge uh, American show called uh, Full House. Yeah. Yeah. And they like, they played the same character. So the two girls played the same character. A lot of twin kids do that, yeah, in yeah. movies and stuff, because they don't want to overwork them, like... Yeah, so it's also, yeah, that, oh, which I thought was a bit weird, which was all to do with um, the laws around people acting, obviously. Mm. Um, so they were flat out at that, um, but then they started their own company, which I think is a bit weird. Well, obviously their parents started their own company in 95 for them. Right. So kind of from then on, that's when they kind of started really kicking off this whole Mary-Kate and Ashley situation. So they founded their own company, which is called Jewel Star. Um, oh, sorry, in 93. I love the way they say, in 93, they established their own... Co- no, they didn't. They were, <laughs> what, seven? Eight? They were still fetuses. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Stop. I did. They're like, I just really want to establish my own company, mum. Yeah. <laughs> you don't yeah. get me. You don't get me. Um, and that's when they oh. started doing... Um, all of those video things. So that's when they started doing like, the first one was Double Double Toil and Trouble. Don't remember this. Don't remember that one. Um, How the West Was Fun was the next one. No. No. Uh, I think we were too young. Well, yeah, no, yeah. Well, I mean, they're a year older than me. I was too young. <laughs> oh, Carla, with this age thing again. What else, babe? Um, and then they did like musical mystery videos and they essentially like we all know what they were doing around that time yeah, yeah. they were flat out yeah yeah essentially um, they also were in like All My Children you know that they were in Sister Sister as well were they? yeah for an episode which episode? oh one of them <laughs> <laughs> Okay, oh, I feel like I would have remembered that. Yeah, no, I th- I thought that too because when I heard, when I saw when I read that I was like, really? Yeah, Y'all not sure? that iconic, obviously. Yeah, um, nothing that big. Uh, they had a cameo role in The Simpsons. Okay, as the readers of Marge's book on tape, the harpooned heart, if you will. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what I found was really interesting. So I thought that they were active for a lot longer than they were. No acting wise I thought they were they finished up acting together so their last role together was in 2004 that's yeah in a New York Minute and that was their last film together as well as Ashley's last acting role ever fuck yeah isn't that mad so Mary Kate was still going after it was she Mary Kate was still she like the weird thing is that Mary Kate wasn't really doing like she wasn't doing a lot you know <laughs> like, well she wasn't she wasn't like she did kind of um, random episodes of bits that I'll get into yet but the thing that wasn't like what I found hilarious is I always thought that they were a huge adult like or not adult kid TV mu- movie kind of stars but they mm. actually got really big they got big off that but they did this fan club thing which I think is really interesting Right. So fans would pay to receive Mary-Kate Nashley collectibles and photos. Each subscri- subscription included an issue of our funzine, Mary-Kate Nashley's fan club magazine, exclusively available through the club, and a collectibles catalogue where one could purchase t-shirts, posters, baseball caps, key rings, school folders, postcards, and various other items. Right. Yeah. Um, kind of like Patreon, <laughs> I suppose, in a in a earlier model so I think that's pretty like an interesting model I suppose having like a bit of a subscription service which is yeah wasn't a very big thing back then no I didn't know about it probably very American like yeah that's what I was only thinking there I was like that's very like babysitters club-esque kind of crack you know kind of thing no difference is Patreon though yeah that's what I mean like I mean different tiers I suppose different tiers you could do whatever you wanted yeah but they had like obviously merch and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Well, they knew what they were doing because they were, uh, they've been on the Forbes Celebrity Hundred list and so the Rich list. Essentially, they were the eleventh richest women in entertainment, uh, with an estimated net worth of a hundred million in two thousand and seven. So they knew what they were doing, the girls. <laughs> I mean, like they're set up, aren't they? Yeah, they knew what they, they were at. What's the story with the fashion? Because I remember there was a few pictures that came out over the years and everybody was like, oh, fuck, they look like they're struggling. Yeah. So this is kind of like, this is where their fashion career took off. And this is why they then officially, Mary Kate, or no, yeah, Mary Kate officially um, quit acting then uh, later on in, if Ashley quit in 2004, I think 2012 was like the last time Mary Kate did anything, I suppose, acting-wise. Right. 
Um, so they kind of, as they matured, they expressed greater interest in their fashion choices. New York Times declaring Mary Kay a fashion icon for pioneering her signature quote unquote homeless look. <laughs> Fuck. Right. Really, okay. Bit rude. Whatever. Um, style is sometimes referred by fashion journalists as Ashcan or Bohemian bougie. Or bougie. Um, it's similar to boho chic, popularised mm. by Kate Moss, Sienna Miller, that kind of shebang. Yeah. Which is essentially oversized sunglasses, boots, a jumper and a skirt. <laughs> you know the looks. The smoky eye. Yeah. The yeah. smoky eye with a, with a smoke. With the, <laughs> with the wave in the hair. Yeah. Yeah. And the... Yeah. Just dishevelled, if you will. You know the look, yeah. Yeah. Um, so they had their own clothing line as well in Walmart in America, which obviously made them big coin, serious coin. Mm. Um, but they kind of, that kind of damaged their reputation. Oh. Yeah, so that's like, it, it's re- they've really kind of re, they've redone themselves like a, a lot of times, you know? So uh, they started the clothing line in Walmart, but then that kind of, it was called Mary Kate and Ashley, real fashion for real girls. Right. Um, and then what they did for Badly, Mis- Badly Mishka, can't even talk, um, in 2006, they became faces to kind of try and get away from the whole Walmart thing. Right. Yeah. So um, that was kind of interesting. Um, they have a couple of different lines. So they have the row, which Ashley started, which was like, she started it because she wanted to create a perfect t-shirt. Um, and the row was kind of like it's it focuses on like fabrics attention to detail precise tailoring it wants to like merge aesthetics of timelessness and irreverent classic signatures so that's one of their brands that they have which is the row right and then they also have um elizabeth james which is really elizabeth and james um which is kind of like their more popular one i suppose i've never heard of any of this oh have you lost like no i'm fucking (laughs) lost (laughs) Yeah, so they did that. Um, yeah, they did that. But I tell you, there's actually, there's more juice on them that I didn't actually realise, which is a bit, it's a bit darker. Um, God bless them. But yeah, so they kind of got into this whole thing. They got into um, the Elizabeth and James stuff, which was named after the siblings. So obviously you have Elizabeth Olsen, who is, what's that called now? WandaVision. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good old Wanda from WandaVision. Good old Wanda from Marvel, um, Scarlet Witch. Is she an Olsen? Yeah, she's an Olsen. She's the image of them. Now that you say it, yeah. She's I never paid much attention to, like... She, the image. Right, okay. Yeah, there you go. Good old Wanda herself. I'm, I'm so bleeding clueless. Well, she's doing very well for herself. Yeah, so she got into... She was quite late getting into acting. I think she was around, like, in her 20s, maybe early 20s, which is, I mean... Late when you're... Late so when you two nine-month-olds. That's <laughs> like you know, Charles, Charles. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> So they named the fashion line after them, but it's it's like it's pretty like it's really popular, um, mm. and they've made an absolute whack ton of money. They're again the combined net worth at the moment is sitting at a hundred million. That's nice. Yeah, that is nice. But obviously, they kind of got. I suppose they got a little bit more famous because they had. I remember um, when oh, was it? The problem is they're so damn alike. It was Ashley. I'm pretty sure who admitted when she was 18 that she was going into rehab for han- having anorexia. Yeah, that was, yeah, I remember that one. And then, like, there was a lot of people that said they kind of glamorised that whole heroin chick kind of, you know, smoking fags and looking like they yeah. haven't eaten for days kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. Um. So they got a good bit of backlash from that. But this was, I suppose, this was, like, the most, in, like, not interesting because it's absolutely fucking tragic. But um, there was a lot, when Heath Ledger died, mm. you know the way the masseuse found him? Yeah. So the masseuse, the first person that the masseuse called was Mary-Kate. Okay. Yeah. And it was really weird because there was kind of a lot of mystery that surrounded it because the masseuse didn't think he was dead. So she like went, shook him, set up his table, like set up the masseuse table, the whole thing and didn't actually realise he was dead. So then like when he wasn't responding, she started calling Mary-Kate because apparently she was the first person on a speed dial. Right. So Mary-Kate said not to call the police. She said she'd get her private bodyguards in. Okay. Yeah. So, but then your one kind of started panicking and realised that he was, like, not realised he was dead, but realised there was something very seriously wrong. Mm. Um, And they, like, that's when she, so there was four calls made to Mary-Kate. Wow. Yeah. 
in between. And there was one, three of them before she called authorities and one afterwards. Okay. Yeah, so, but everyone was kind of a bit like, what the fuck? So, it's not confirmed, but, like, sources and everybody else has said they were actually dating at the time. Well, that's, it sounds like it. Yeah. But then, she got brought into a, like, basically, she got subpoenaed that was, they were trying to force her to go to a jury about, like, where he got. So, essentially, he overdosed on um, painkillers, I'm pretty sure. Mm. Yeah, Vicodin and Oxycontin, but like, or no, sorry, those are legal ones. Um, So some of his, some of the drugs in his body were legally obtained and the others kind of weren't. So they were kind of trying to figure out how he got the drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she said she would, she said she would give a statement as long as everything that, anything that she said wasn't used against her ever. Okay. So everyone was a bit like, did you supply the drugs? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. It is a bit dodgy, isn't it? Yeah, it got really fucking dodgy. Like, everyone else apparently was, like... Like, everyone else, Michelle Williams, you know, anyone else who was, like, kind of involved in his life were all very, like, happy to give the police information apart from her. Yeah, no, that's very dodgy. Yeah, very dodgy. So, like, they were kind of basically trying to identify the source of the painkillers, the ones that were, like, the ones that effectively killed him. But they were like, did they come from a dealer? Did they come from a friend? That kind of thing. So... It eventually fucked off. I mean, there was a lawsuit and all this other kind of crack that went on behind all closed doors. But yeah, I just thought that that was a bit fucking mad. It is a bit fucking mad. Yeah. It sounds like she's an awful lot to do with. <laughs> not, yeah, I know. But um, another thing was that there was, I think, a tabloid wrote that they owned the building. Oh. But they said they, had, they didn't own the building. They were like, they own apartments near there, but they didn't own that apartment, apparently. Right. Yeah. All of all very interesting stuff that I didn't know. Yeah. So weird. what are they what are they doing now or like so um about? both still living in and around New York. Hmm. Um Mary Kate was it Mary Kate again? I feel like she's the troublemaker, do you know? I just want to get your man's name. I always I can never pronounce it correctly. Um mm. No, it was Ashley. It's Ashley who's... Or no, it is Mary Kate. I knew it. Uh, Oliver Sarkozy. Sarkozy. Jesus, Carla. Sarkozy. He is um, brother of the former president of France. Right. She married him and he was 20 years her senior. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Really weird. So they were actually married for five years. They only broke up um, in 2020 around the coronavirus and... The thing that uh, apparently was the nail in the coffin is that he moved his ex-wife and his whole family into their gaff. Oh, God. Yeah, so that was apparently the nail in the coffin. Well, it would be, wouldn't it? Yeah, a bit mad. Ne- next to somebody calling you smoke a hondist, it's fair to <laughs> there, isn't it? smoke a hondist. So, um, yeah, so they, that was apparently the nail in the coffin for her. She moved out of the Hamptons. She was living in the Hamptons with him. Um, they're very New York, very New Yorker. Mm. the two of them um, and they've loads of property there so she moved in back in with Ashley they lived there for a while and now she's back out in the Hamptons renting a gaff for apparently 325 grand a month why wouldn't you just buy one I don't know like I always do you ever see this thing I saw it the other day as well it came up on Twitter you know every single episode or season of Keeping Up With The Kardashians mm. there's someone moving isn't there yeah Someone's leaving their gaff or whatever. And it's always like, I don't know where we're going to go. We're going to have to live with mom or we're going to have to live with Courtney or Rob's going to have to come live with Chloe. And like, would you not rent a gaff? Yeah, exactly. I'm sure they could get something like. But then they never do. They always end up moving in with family. And that always baffles me. I'm like, why though? Security? Yeah. 
Yeah, it could be security. Now, it, I do remember one particular episode where Kim was like, I just can't live with my ma anymore. And they, they did a they, they did a bit of a rush job and getting to their own house or their house wasn't built yet and they were after moving in and it was still a bit of a building site. And I was just like, the size of the gaff, honestly, you could really, you honestly could avoid each other. Because it'd be grand, like, you're yeah, not Sheila and Jen living yeah. in Blanche. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Fucking off onto yourself. Um, <laughs> my first one, mm-hmm. Rowan A- Atkinson, Mr. Bean himself. Fuck off. Yeah. You never think of him. I want. I know. Me neither. Well, we love Mr. Bean in this house. Well, I actually wanted to learn a little bit, a bit about him, right? About him. So we know Rowan Atkinson is very, very famous uh, English comedian. He was Mr. Bean, mm-hmm. Blackadder, um, and he was your man in Love Actually, who. Like there's huge, like there's loads of shit written about him on the internet about that role because he kind of stole the show. Like it was a tiny, he, he took up the screen for like four minutes, but everybody remembers him as that as well. It's because he was an ally, though, wasn't it? He was putting the potpourri into the bag, and he was putting the cellophane, and you know all this sort of stuff. <laughs> so he's a bit of a mad thing. He he's mad into cars, so he's had a few brushes with debt. Yeah, so he's had like Aston Martins and. All these mad fucking cars, but he one one of them he crashed into. Sorry, he crashed two cars. One went on fire when he crashed it, and he just kind of walked away from it. So that was like okay, that that was lucky. Yeah, and the other one caught fire. Oh no, sorry, that one caught fire, and then the other one I think went into a tree, and he walked away from that as well, unharmed. And then nice. he was he was also on a plane on his way back from South Africa with his wife and two kids and the pilot passed out and he had to land the plane. What? Yeah. <laughs> he's a bad he's a, boy. He's a mad thing. That's why I was like, oh my God, I never knew any of this. Um, now, there's been loads of fake news about him around these things like because of the car crashes and this sort of stuff. There's been a few like, oh, Rowan Atkinson is dead. David's dead. Now this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's been two of those and then another rumour of him after taking his own life because he does suffer with depression and stuff like that. So he's kind of, Jesus. he's like, yeah, he's a bit kind of pissed off mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, he got a divorce after 20 years and he didn't show up to the div- divorce proceedings. So the wife showed up and because mm-hmm. he didn't show up, it took all of 65 seconds. For It was like, it was a, literally, it was a quickie divorce. And uh, he got with a 32-year-old and had a third child. See? You didn't didn't know any of this about Mr. Bean, did you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So what he's up to these days is... Apparently he's more Johnny English coming up, which I never really got into. No. No, it's... Yeah, same. Um, And he's been kind of a little bit vocal about, you know, online trolling and stuff like that. And like just in January, just gone. So he compared cancel culture to uh, medieval mob. And uh, yeah, like he was just saying it's it's mad. Like somebody does something and it's like a lynch mob in medieval times. Just out for their like fucking take off their head. Like, you know, you know, that sort of. Yeah, exactly. Um, like he he compared that the online to, so he's no time for he's you know he is it he's an older gentleman he's no fucking time for any of that, and uh, he has a net worth of one hundred and fifty million. What? Yeah. How? Just has Carla. He just <laughs> has. Oh, sorry. He's worth more than Mary Kate and Ashley themselves. Jesus. Yeah. Not a that lot is- of money. See, he has, like, because he's kind of, he's like the franchise, the comedy franchise kind of thing. And then you have to remember as well, Mr. Bean, the animation, w- went on much longer than Mr. Bean, the the show that he, like, the live action one. So, and then he does the voiceover for that as well. Not that there's much of a voice to do, but that's been really fucking successful. And he's, like, got a lot got to do with the writing and that as well. So... Yeah, you have all of that, and then like your Johnny Englishes, and he does a lot, he does quite a lot of writing as well. But he retired, Mister Bean, which everybody was kind of raging about because it's such an iconic thing, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. Right, mm-hmm. who's next on your list? Okay, so I'm actually really excited about this one as well because she was my childhood, and that is Melissa, Melissa Joan Hart. Oh, Sabrina. Yeah, I had no idea. So obviously, this is a Where Is She Now episode. Um, and she's a very private person and she, in the words of herself, 
she doesn't really care what people think of her so that all they need to know is that she's paying her mortgage <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so obviously she was her first big thing was clarissa yeah i remember yeah. that i see i Do don't you, remember that you don't remember that yeah clarissa that she had like it was more so just set in her like her, her little bedroom. I remember the scene. She had a little bay window and stuff oh, on her wall. Bitch. And yeah, she, I can't really remember the premise of the show, but it was. I remember being obsessed with it. Like mm-hmm. there were two staircases in that house. There was a back staircase and a front staircase, and it was just oh. like, oh my god. Yeah, that um that premiered. She's forty four now. That premiered in in ninety one. So. She, and mm. then she started Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Teenage Witch. It was a movie first, which I didn't know about this. But also what I, I didn't know was her mum was the person who founded Sabrina. Oh. So it was a comic book and her mum was given the comic book in like a playground or something like that. And her mum went to the producers, I think it's Viacom, and were like, we need to make this with my daughter. That's unreal. Isn't that insane? Yeah. So weird. So she said when she started doing Clarissa... She kind of anticipated. She said she like looks up to um, Shirley Shirley Temple, mm. who quit acting at twenty, and she was like, "You kind of you get cast in one role and you don't really get cast in another once you have a big yeah. role like that." Yeah, 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 yeah. And she was like, "But I love the fact that like Shirley Temple went and she did loads of charity and philanthropy, and she kind of did a lot of cool stuff on the side." So she said she never wanted to be like an actor, like as an older person. Okay. Yeah, and she said basically what kind of made the decision for her because she obviously did "You Drive Me Crazy," which was in '99. Yeah, yeah. And she said at that point she was like, it kind of came down to it where I just I wasn't as skinny as everyone else. Oh, God. Yeah, and she was like, I just kind of made a decision, like, do I want to keep trying to, like, do I want to slim down and look like Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera and all that? Or do I want to kind of just decide what I've always wanted to do? Because she was actually allowed to direct some of the Sabrina episodes. Uh, like when she was... Which is good, yeah. Yeah. So she kind of decided at that point that she was happy enough. She was like, I've done Clarissa. I never thought I'd get something to do it again. Then I got Sabrina and I had, like, you drive me crazy and all that kind of, like... Yeah, you know, a few little bits on the side. Fluffy, yeah. fluffy films. Um, and then she went straight into acting. Or sorry, directing. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, no, sorry, directing. Yeah. Straight into directing. So she works with Lifetime now. Oh, God. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so she does loads of stuff with Lifetime, um, which is absolutely kind of gas. But she said she's really happy. Like, she had her first kid. She had her first kid a while ago. She kind of got married. She lives in... Um, she lives in the south somewhere. I think it's Tennessee or somewhere along those lines. Um, but she works a lot with Lifetime. Mario Lopez wanted her to uh, direct Feliz, Feliz Navidad. Oh, fuck. Oh. <laughs> that's that's just Lifetime in a nutshell, though, mm-hmm. isn't it? Like, when mm-hmm. it, when you said Lifetime, I was like, that kind of is Melissa Joan Hart. Like, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So That kind of vibe, you know? Yeah, she does kind of, she does the odd bit. She did one Dear Christmas not too long ago um, with a guy called Jason Priestley, which I don't remember, but he was her co-star. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So they were together again. Um, But yeah, she said she kind of always was happy enough to kind of like sack it all off and just become, um, just become a director and do stuff in the background. She was like, I was never really that interested in trying to keep up with the whole Hollywood kind of thing, which I think is absolutely mad. But yeah, big mum now, like, loves being a mum, very into her kids, very into her whole kind of family and that whole kind of crack. Sorry, she's in Nashville. But yeah, she's just kind of like, she's just a bit boring and mummy-ish now, I suppose. <laughs> so uh, I settled on my next pair. Um, do you remember Sweet Valley High? Mm. Yeah, they're my twins. The white That's chicks, gals. <laughs> yeah, well, there was only one of them. There was only one of oh, them in white yeah. chicks. So, Sweet Valley High, if you don't remember, it was one of those shows. It was on TCC or Nickelodeon, whichever fucking one. I can't remember what, when the crossover was. But Sweet Valley High was, it was like iconic. It was cooler than Jill. Do you remember the episode where, was it Jessica or Liz that got kidnapped? Yes. Oh my God. That Liz. was the biggest fucking storyline of me childhood. I was like, like, I can't believe this. I can't believe and this. It, it had a two-parter. It was a fucking two-parter. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. It was like an episode of Days of Our Lives. Um, I think it was I think it was Liz. Because she was the more serious one. We had like 
because like when you said Tia and Tamara, I did compare them. So you had Jessica Wakefield, who is played by Brittany um, Daniels, and she was Jessica, and she was more the Tamara of the two. Yes. And then you had <laughs> Cin- yeah, and then you had Cynthia Wakefield, who played Liz, and she was more of the Tia of the two. She had her boyfriend Todd. Mm-hmm. You know, like they, mm-hmm. she they, like that was a long-standing relationship throughout the show. It was, it was fucking brilliant, and um, <sighs> real cheesy, like che- cheesy vibes. You, you, you look at it and go, "This is the image of Baywatch." Like you know, it's just one of those ninety shows. Um, so Brittany Daniel is best known as Jessica, who was basically the the Tamara of Sweet Valley High. Uh, she also had roles in that '70s show, Dawson's Creek, and most most recently Blackish. Not that mm. show. Yeah, I know really the show, time. but I don't yeah. know her. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a few little, a few little bits on the side. She was also in White Chicks, so she was the one of the bitches yeah. of the group. She was one with the, like really Karen haircut, the really short one. Yeah. Um, she was with a Wayans family member, so I, I don't know if that came out of White Chicks or not that must because have. White Chicks was yeah, but it was like three years after White Chicks came out, so I don't know. She got with. He he's just a Wayans family member. It's not to say that he's a Wayans brother. Um, from two thousand and seventeen, oh, sorry, two thousand and seven to two thousand and fourteen. Um, not sure if that's got to do with the white chicks or not. Um, but then she ended up marrying Adi- Adam Tooney in two thousand and seventeen. She doesn't have any kids, but she had Hopkins l- l- Hopkins lymphoma. Sorry, that she revealed in two thousand and eleven. And she had right. to get chemo and everything, yeah. So she went through the full cancer treatment. And as of 2014, she was cancer-free. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Now, she's still doing a few acting bits. Like, she's, like, doing the grind. And she has a net worth of about four million. Okay. Right. Yeah. Like, I love the way we're like, oh, it's not that much money, Carly, four euro. So she'll uh, yeah, fuck yeah, up. Exactly. <laughs> up. I know, you just expect these people to be, like, fucking, I don't know. Like multimillionaires, mm-hmm. um. Well, that is a multimillionaire. There's more than fucking one. Mm. Um. Her, her sister, her little sister, uh. Well, same age sister, Cynthia Daniel, who was Elizabeth in Sweet Valley High, who was more so the Tia, um. So she quit acting in two thousand and two, to become a photographer. Hmm. Yeah, she is married to Cole Hauser, who was an actor. He's been in a good few things, like the Fast and the Furious franchises and the Die Hard franchises. Like, I'd say he's kind of like a smaller role. Like, when you Google the picture of him, he does... You, you know, you kind of know who he is, but he's not that famous, like, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and they have three kids together, and she's a net worth of seven million. She must have which, invested uh, yeah, I, th- I was thinking, because like, she gave up the acting, obviously, way before um, her sister. But the both of them, they have, <laughs> they have like, a, you know, when a couple are on Facebook and they don't trust each other and they merge their Facebook profile. So it's like Sharon and Kevin, whatever, that's mm-hmm. their Facebook profile. So these twins have an emerged Instagram account and it's called Brittany and Cynthia Daniel. And they run a, a lifestyle website together. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So they, I don't know, like if they do, I, I didn't actually visit it, but it's a lot got to do with horror photography and like to do yoga and stuff like that. You know, they're all, they're very, but like they are so, you cannot tell them apart. You really can't tell them apart because obviously they share their Instagram account. So they'll put up a picture of, you know, one of them and whoever else. And it's just like, who are you? Which one are you? They haven't aged a fucking day though. Look, no, I was going to say that incredible, unbelievable, and I loved um the one that was in White Chicks. Like I loved to hate her kind of a little bit, but I loved her. Yeah, you know, in that loved kind of her. Way? Yeah, yeah, kind of like was obsessed with her kind of thing, but like didn't want to, you know, didn't want to talk about it too much kind of thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. They're kind of like the people who were in those shows, like you say, Melissa Joan Hart, who was mm-hmm. in Clarissa, and you had the girls who were in Sweet Valley High. It's like. I don't know how these things got so fucking iconic. I feel like things aren't like that these days. Mm-hmm. Like you could say a Nickelodeon show to me and I was just like, what? You know, like obviously I'm not in that age bracket anymore and it could be a completely different story for the kids whose demographic it is. But it's just like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like things like aren't as iconic as they were back then. You know, like Saved by the Bell, Sister, Sister, all of the big ones. Mm-hmm. They're just like, not as iconic these days. It's kind of, I think the thing is, though, shit. there's just, there's too much, like, you know the way we were talking about high school, the, high school musical, the musical, the series. <laughs> yeah, like, it's ridiculous. It's just a money-making machine now yeah. at this stage. Like, 
People just yeah. go on TikTok and just fucking let that be that. Yeah, exactly. Although, mm. you know, you're born. What's her name? Olivia is Olivia. This one who driver's license girl. What's her yeah, name? Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah. I don't it's like horror oh. and Billie Eilish and then there's another one as well unpopular opinion I feel like their songs are a bit shit and it's all just going that way like I, th- I don't know what it is it's like they're just so fucking they're really descriptive the songs <laughs> are just so fucking descriptive it's like I could write a song about I drove to Eurospar and mm. I went in to collect the labour and I saw you at the till like it's just it's so fucking yeah (laughs) it's just so fucking descriptive that it's just like do you know like when you you ever write a song when you were younger (laughs) the words were so stupid and they all rhymed do you know like that's it just gives me those kind of vibes like yeah it used to be like you think you're on time but I am not fine (laughs) you took my shine boy what a crime yeah oh my god right (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yeah exactly that's what it is and then the songs I don't know what it is it's they're just like when I heard driver's license for the first time I was like did a three year old write this it's just so fucking it's it's not my bag I think it's a really well written song no, because it's like I I I love an L descriptive. You know, I am not a cheeky gals kind of. <laughs> yeah, I uh, yeah I know. And then if you ask me what type of music I did, like you'd probably go, <laughs> all right. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's hard to kind of justify me saying it's very descriptive and then tell you that I like fucking uh, like a different type of song that makes no sense at all. Yeah. It's just I don't know what it is like because. Um, I was listening to the like I can only listen to the radio in the car because my radio still haven't fucking replaced it. But like a lot of the songs that are on radio, they're just so similar in the way that they're written. I'm just like, yeah, this is weird. I'm gonna turn on a CD. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Clubland 2004. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ministry of Sound. Yes, Adagio for strings. Bass yeah. in the place, London. Should we get Tiesto on the pod? I keep oh, saying, can we get a few like DJs, just some mad people from our youth on the pod? Like, yeah, we should. We should yeah. aim high for 2021. What else are we doing? Oh, if only they took us seriously. But yeah. <laughs> who's your last one? Who's your so my last one, um, I had to, I had to talk about it because I've kind of gotten really obsessed with him over the past like week or so because I kind of forgot he was a per, like not forgot he was a person, but I was kind of like, what the fuck happened to him? Um, mm. And that's Brendan Fraser. Oh, you're a sneaky one. I'm a little sneaky. Because you sent me a message about a certain Marquez Houston last night and you never talked about him. Because I thought, I I swear we did talk about him before. We did talk about it. It was on Patreon. We talked about him, but I don't know if it was uh, Where Are They Now. I think it was like, I can't, I'd have to go back to the the gallery and be like, well, like, like, I mean, yeah a brief update on marcus houston he's just turned 40 and he just married somebody that's 19 that he was kind of grooming since she was 15 um so that's kind of if you want to get into that maybe give it a google <laughs> yeah hmm. <laughs> um but i want to talk about brendan fraser um because he made up a massive part of my childhood and also he was kind of like he was just the hot guy <laughs> you're on your own. really oh he's beautiful no. jen I'd, maybe I'd have to rewatch Bedazzled or something. I just, I, I don't, I, no. In Bedazzled, when he's the Colombian coke dealer, there's something there, you know. <laughs> All right, okay. Um, and the part there's a part at the end of Bedazzled, like where his mates are taking the piss out of him in the office, and he just squares up to one and puts him against the wall, and he just like stares him down, and I'm like, ooh, Brendan. <laughs> Even you saying, oh, Brendan, I'm just like, no, it's Brendan. Like, but he's a bit, so this is my thing, right? So I was always kind of a bit like, do you remember him in The Mummy? I remember him in The Mummy. Wasn't he in Scrubs as well? Was he? Do you remember, yeah. Do you remember him in George of the Jungle? Or what was that what it was called? Oh, yeah, he was, no. yeah. Tarzan. How, Tarzan, sorry, he was Tarzan, not George of the Jungle. But uh, Rachel Wise, actually, she was with him in The Mummy, obviously. Um, and he didn't do all of The Mummies the mummies movies 
Um, but she said, like, you have to remember, she was like, he was like, he was 6'3". He had gotten mm. himself to a point where he was so fucking ripped. She was like, his thigh alone would crush you in two. Yeah. She was like, like, he was intimidatingly large, like, built. But he was such a sweetheart. And she was like, which was kind of like the thing about him and apparently he was always just a bit of a sweetheart and it kind of like everything that happened to him essentially just kind of fucked him up and he's only really talking about it now because if you look at him now he doesn't look like he did back then obviously mm. when he was like Hollywood's heartthrob and there was a photo of him kind of looking quite dishevelled um, coming out of like I think it was a supermarket or something like that and people were like oh my god the state of him mm. um, which was really horrific because he's had after Basically, he was kind of, he was primed and put forward as like the it guy of Hollywood. Okay. And that was like his big thing. Like, you know, he was in The Mummy. He was in all those kind of roles. He was huge. He was buff. He was gorgeous. He was in Bedazzled, you know, like, which was amazing, by the way. (laughs) Which is amazing. If you haven't watched it, I really, really want you to. Um, Fantastic. His range in Bedazzled. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, but yeah, so he, that all happened, but what, what actually effectively stopped his career, um, and what he talks a lot about nowadays, um, and his kind of him getting involved in the Me Too movement, um, is he went to a party and somebody who was quite high up in like the film association, like, you know, the Mm. screen guild or whatever you want to call it, groped him. Right. And he spoke out about it. And he was never invited back to the Golden Globes ever again. And that effectively stopped his career. Fuck's sake. So it was kind of like a Harvey Weinstein kind of vibe. Yeah. But nobody believed him because he was a guy. Ah, that's shit. Yeah. So he kind of dwindled then after that. He'd only take like little bit parts in in smaller play in smaller um productions God. and stuff like that um and now mm. he's kind of come out and talked a lot about like the men like how much of first of all how much that fucked his mental health because he was like i spoke out about it and everybody was essentially like you're a liar or like not even you're a liar they're like why do you care kind of thing yeah and he was like because it was fucking wrong um and then after that he went into a really really like deep depression ah uh, fuck's sake and again, I think it was, I think it was Rachel Wise, actually, she spoke about it being like, you have to remember that he, the training that he'd gone into for all of these different roles and like the physical fitness and all that other kind of crack. And then for something like that to happen to you and everything else, it was just, it was almost like he was too nice to be and too genuine to be an actor. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get yeah. you. So yeah, he does. Yeah, I know. God bless him. So he's kind of like. He talks about, like, everyone's like, he's actually a great actor, which he is. I do think he is a great actor. But he talks a lot now about um, how he feels like he should have, you know, spoke out. When Me Too really kind of started kicking off, he feels mm. like he should have joined Rose McGowan and everybody else who came out and kind of talked a bit more about it. But he was like, he was, he essentially is like, I was just so fucked from and traumatised from what happened to me. Aww. And he was like, and it was less That's about the nice. incident. Yeah, but he was like, it was less about the incident itself. Because your man, he was like, he essentially like groped his arse and then kind of like, slipped his finger in between his arse kind of thing oh god yeah like th- like obviously through clothing but still he was yeah. like what the fuck is going on here um and would make anybody feel un- unbelievably uncomfortable but yeah he's talked a lot about that now about like how that kind of like ruined him essentially and ruined like his kind of perception on a lot and made him really depressed so now he's kind of happy enough to just do his little bit parts in some um in some smaller films, he was in Condor, Trust, The Affair, kind of reoccurring roles. Mm. Yeah, but um, yeah, there you go. Ah, oh, bless him. I know. I, you see, now I would be, because he's on Instagram, I'm just scrolling through his page here. I know what you mean about the younger years, Brendan Fer- Fraser. He was really hot. Yeah, like I tell Tarzan you. The mummy. Yeah, no, he was. But something just kind of, I I personally wouldn't, in his in his older years, wouldn't be my bag. No, look, he kind of like, yeah, he looks very. Like, he no, looks I very. Just, I just mean looks wise, but obviously he's gone through a lot, and it's like that's obviously he, affected him quite a lot. He looks very different. Yeah, he he does. That's what I mean. He looks like a completely different person, and that's Jesus. It's such a fucking shame, isn't it? Yeah. that it's like not that he's 
like he's not as good looking around like I don't mean it like that but it's such a fucking shame that him as a person is so different because of that and like what happened to him and just for speaking out like that's fucking it's tragic like mm. um right well on to something a bit of a lighter note for yeah. us, the last one <laughs> sorry about that <laughs> yeah fucking hell uh x factors wagner no <laughs> yeah yeah i'm okay. some kind of gal hit yeah. me so he was on x factor 2010 mm-hmm. which was the iconic year of Cher Lodge, rebecca ferguson and one direction he was not that year he was that year. He didn't get through to the live shows. If you remember, he came back as a wild card because, of course, Louis Walsh brought him back yes! as a wild card. Yes, yeah. I was livid because it was around the time I was still actually watching X Factor, but yeah. I was fucking livid when he brought him back on because he's like he's so predictable with a novelty act, isn't he? But he brought him on instead of somebody who was quite good, didn't he? Really good, yeah. I now I can't remember who they are, but he like. It, 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 so much potential to actually have a good fucking act and he brought back Wagner and obviously it was for telly he and did like, well Louis was like you're a human being you're a person you breathe air and you make noise when you open your throat you're perfect let's come back as a wild card like you're gonna do you're a superstar this kind of stuff so um, <laughs> fucking hell so obviously he's in the live shows which means he's living he is living with the other contestants. Now, he's a, an older Brazilian man. Yeah, he and is, yeah. Yeah, he has his, he's probably has his ways in his life now at this stage, you know, whereas the rest of them are all kind of probably just straight out of puberty. Um, but he left the house as a housemaid, a housemaid, John Adelaide, and I can't remember who that is, but he said that he kept spraying deodorant to sabotage everybody's throats. <laughs> fuck off <laughs> like their voices yeah he kept spraying deodorant and everybody's voice or like throats were fucked so he left the house and he ended up living on his own for the rest of the live shows yeah so what he did that fuck? um yeah so uh, uh now after x factor so he obviously he didn't go on to win he was like Aww. in it for a few weeks and then he was booted out but he went on to shack up with a 28 year old english woman and have two kids so that's what he's at these days. I'm sorry, yeah. what? Yeah, 28 year old woman who she went to see him gigging. I think it was in a pub her friend had brought her and she was just really fucking attracted to him and they hit it off. Bleh, the, the flame ensued. And now he, he had been in a relationship. <laughs> I think he had been married twice before and he had a son with somebody else. I don't know whether it was in Brazil or it was in the UK, but he was kind of estranged from them. So he went on and had two kids with this woman. He said he won't remarry because he's oh. been married twice before. Um, and he he's like, what was it he said? He was like a vampire and he likes fresh blood. That's what he said about his 28-year-old girlfriend. Um, they're still together. He's flat out doing videos or promos, offering people a chance to pay him to drive them around in his Mercedes. <laughs> so... That's like, it's like a live version of Cameo or Irish of Fire or whatever. Um, now you can pay him 20 quid for a, a message for your birthday or 30 quid for a live call. I don't know how you pay him, whether it's through PayPal or whatever. He was doing that um, not too long ago and you can have it. Yeah, so the live call for the extra tenor. He shows a lot of karate on Facebook. He's still, he's quite fit. Like, if you go onto his Facebook, you can't miss it. He's verified on Facebook. Not on Instagram or Twitter or anything like that. But if you go onto Facebook, type in Wagner, you'll see it. He's flat out with the videos. And he's there with his little black belt and he's doing training. And he's, like, he's very active. He posts nearly every day. So, he's yeah, he's he's loving it. And there's, sadly, there's no net worth on Wagner. But Aww. I'm delighted to see what he's doing. Like, that he's what he's up to these days he's still really fucking active probably more active than I am on social media <laughs> I was about to say he's given us room yeah. for his money yeah yeah he's um, a lot of followers he's like 288k or something what yeah fuck off yeah so there you go <gasps> I, 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 what Wagner is that how is Wagner more popular than most Irish influencers is what I want <laughs> well I was just looking at Brendan Fraser's Instagram Brendan Fraser has 66k Wagner has 288, you know? So there oh, you go. Brendan, I'll follow you. 
follow Brendan on oh, yeah. Instagram. Aww. He's no stories up or anything. Yeah, Wagner's not on Instagram. He's only on Facebook, so. Oh, I miss him. Yeah. Look so there me, you go. Brendan Fraser. Um, just to, I just want to develop on something that you were saying there. Oh, Brendan, I miss you, man. But uh, something to develop there. I actually looked up your man, John. Um, Adeje, is it? Adeje? Adelaide. Yeah. Adelaide. Sorry, Adelaide. Adeje. Somebody else was Adeje. Anyway, John Adelaide. Rachel Adeje. Adeje. Rachel Adeje. She was unreal. She was so good. Uh, John Adelaide. And now I know him because I was like, who is this man? Because I couldn't remember him. So I just had a look there. But um, apparently he was a big fucking creep. Um, so John told everybody, like told the mirror, sorry, told everyone, told the mirror that yeah. he was the division in the house. Um, and I was one of the only people to tell him how it was. Okay, John. Oh, now I remember him. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm after Googling him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also said, apparently, like, in front of everyone, someone asked him, who does he fancy more, Cheryl or Danny? Because Danny Minogue and Cheryl Cole were on the show oh, that year. Oh, judges, yeah. Yeah, and he said, all women look the same horizontal. Oh, fuck off. Big creep vibes. Seriously. Big yeah. creep vibes. So Look at this picture yeah. of Wagner. Sorry, can you? That is sex. Oh, you can't see it. Does it isn't it? That is sex on legs, yeah. And he's ripped, like, he's <laughs> ripped. He's fucking, there's something about Wagner. There is. Ah, there is. Jen wouldn't boot, Jen would boot Brendan Fraser out of the bed, but she wouldn't boot Wagner. So just, can we I'm just not, spread that I'm not saying that I wouldn't boot him. I would. But I just, there's, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Leave it with me. Leave it with me. Oh my God, Jen, you're after putting me onto Brendan Fraser's Instagram and the last post he put up was the 12th of January and it's a photo of him in a cowboy hat and he said, put a nice hat on and get ready for the Renaissance. Ah. Hashtag Fraserheads. Ah, is that what his fans called? I love him. Ah, that's cute. That is really cute. Right, well, that's all we have for this week. I hope you enjoyed. Just mm-hmm. a little bit of escapism, you know, because mm-hmm. we're all fucking losing the plot. Uh, thanks so much for listening, and we hope you enjoyed. We will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.